So good afternoon, everyone. I'll call the regular council meeting of May 24th to order at 5 p.m. And we have the agenda in front of us. Are there any additions or deletions? There is an addition, Your Worship, under item 8.8. .8, it'll be a briefing note on a 10-year power contract with Alberta municipalities. Okay, thank you. Um, and there was a reason why we added it, because of time or something? Yeah, we have a very short time frame. We need to have a decision for the end of the month. May. Of May. Oh, okay, that's this month. Yes. Okay, any further uh, additions or deletions? Someone care to move the agenda as amended? Mr. Good, thank you. All those in favor? Opposed? Carried. We have the minutes of May 9th, regular council meeting. Did anybody uh, notice anything that needed to be clarified, edited? Otherwise, I'll take a motion and a councillor forward to accept the minutes of May 9th. All those in favor? Um, opposed? We're good to go. We're carried. Any public hearings? Don't seem to be having any. Um, presentations? Don't seem to have any. So we're on to bylaws, request for decision, the 2111 APCO Gas and Pipelines Limited Franchise Agreement. Mr. Websdale, we have a briefing note here. Good afternoon, Council. I believe this is somewhat familiar territory it's been to Council before. And basically just we're entering into a new agreement with them. And we've given you some of the details already on that. And if you would now consider second and third reading, it would come into effect June 1st. There are some property tax implications. It would be a partial year in 2022. And then their property would be fully taxable in the years going forward. Any questions on this proposed? So it's for a 11 or 10 year term? want to say it's 10 years I have to read this again I saw that someplace but I was just asking for the public to it is 10 10 years okay, okay. and the new thing is um, the uh, taxes on their uh, pipelines I guess on all properties including their shops their offices within the community the previous agreement exempted them from property taxes, and this new agreement going forward does pass those costs on to them. Okay, so it's kind of a circular economy on that one. Yes. Any um, further discussion? <coughs> then we're looking for someone to um, move second reading of the um, bylaw. 2111 ATCO Gas and Pipelines Limited Franchise Agreement. Councillor Good, thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of that motion? Opposed? It is carried. And now, um, third reading. I'm looking for someone to move third reading. Um, Councillor Carr, thank you. All those in favor of third reading? Opposed? It is carried. Thank you. Okay. 
Next item is Game with Mr. Websdale, and this is the debenture bylaw. Well, actually, several of them that I think we'll do individually in the end. But, Mr. Websdale? So, Council, what we have here is just sort of a repeat of three debenture bylaws that we brought previously. We've done the advertising on them to the community, and now we're looking for second and third readings of them. Once again, these are three debenture bylaws for the 2022 fire hydrant replacement program, for the debenture for the purchase of a fire hall, and debenture for the solid handling facility remediation. Any questions on any of these three bylaws? I think council has had quite a few discussions in the past, but anything further today? Okay then, um, <clears throat> one at a time. Would uh, someone move second reading of bylaw 2115, authorizing the council to incur indefin indefiniteness in the issuance of an adventure for the amount of should do it first, $150,000 for the 2022 hydrant replacement program. So we're looking for second reading someone. Uh, Councillor Ford, thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of that motion? Proposed? bylaw 2113. Yes, I think I, I got ahead of myself. You said 2113, so I'm just yeah. confused. So 2113. So would someone move Third reading of bylaw 2113, the $150,022 bylaw authorizing the council the municipality to incur indebtedness by the issuance of a debenture in the amount of 900000 for the purchase of a fire hall. Councillor Carr, thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Opposed? Carried. Uh, third reason, reading, <laughs> Councillor Shannon, thank you. Um, all those in favor of third reading? Opposed? Carried. Thank you. So, and the last one, which I tried to get out first. Um, <clears throat> so, second reading to bylaw 2115, a bylaw authorizing the Council of the Municipality to incur indebtedness in the issuance of a debenture in the amount of $1,067,000 for the 2022 Biosolids Handling Facility Remediation. It's a long one. Okay, but someone care to move second reading. Councillor Good, thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Opposed? Carried. Third re reading, Councillor Wojciech, maybe? Councillor Wojciech is moving third reading to bylaw 2115. All those in favor of third reading? Opposed? It is carried. Thank you, Mr. Wabsdale. Okay. And now we're going to have Mr. McQuay request for a decision on the 2119 Municipal Solid Waste Bylaw. And this is another one that we've had um, extensive discussions on. Thank you, Worship and the Council. So before you've got the uh, proposed bylaw, 2119 Municipal Solid Waste Bylaw, 
we had talked extensively on uh, through our budget sessions. So basically the highlights of uh, the changes to the existing solid waste bylaw is moving uh, the monthly uh, collection fees from $17 to $19 per month. And then uh, also uh, incurring the levy of $29 uh, per month for uh, six months. So that would be from July 1st, 2022 until January 1st, 2020. That should be 2023. Uh, in actuality, probably be July 15th would be the first billing period that that would show up on. And then January 15th, 2023 would be the last billing that that would go under. Uh, so aside from that, uh, those are the, uh, the two uh, main changes within the bylaw. And I would uh, take any questions. So as indicated, we've had several extensive discussions on this matter. And uh, one of them is impacted by the Peace Waste um, Management mm -hmm. Company's um, uh, situation. So, okay, if there's no further discussion, would someone care to move first reading of um, bylaw 2119, municipal solid waste bylaw? Council good, thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of first reading? Opposed? It is carried. Okay, we're also able to do second reading. If someone cares to put forth a motion. <clears throat> Councillor Ford moves second reading to bylaw 2119, municipal solid waste bylaw. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Opposed? It is so carried. Okay, to move to third reading, we would have to have someone move to consider third reading. Councillor Good, thank you. Okay, uh, so move to consider third reading of bylaw 2119. All those in favor? Opposed? Carried. Okay, someone could now move third reading of the bylaw 2119. Councilor Boychuk moves it. All those in favor? Opposed? Good. It is so carried. Okay, thank you, and thank you, Mr. McQuaid, for all your, your and your staff's extensive work on that one. Okay, we're now at section uh, seven, unfinished business. We don't seem to have any on the agenda. Now for new business. So the first one, I think Ms. Modi, uh, we're having a request for a decision with respect to Highway 2 and the 78th Street intersection. Good evening, thank you. Yes, I'm here to request some direction from council with regards to Highway 2 and the 70th Street intersection, which is the intersection up on the West Hill uh, by Canadian Tire. So in the first quarter of this year, we've had multiple landowners and uh, council should definitely be taking a look at the map on the second page for reference. Multiple landowners have approached the town with regards to the possibility of acquiring additional land to expand their operations. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability to facilitate that at this moment because all of the land in question is road right-of-way. And in order to transform road right-of-way into private land that we could consider selling, a road closure bylaw process is required. 
in order to do a road closure, you have to have a bylaw and that by, that a public hearing uh, with three readings. In addition to those typical processes, you also need to have this kind of bylaw signed by the Minister of Transportation because it is urban away, which is technically Crown land or controlled by the province. So in this case, we don't anticipate that Alberta Transportation at this moment would recommend to the Minister of Transportation that they would sign a road closure bylaw because all of the lands in question are currently there to provide Alberta Transportation with significant flexibility to provide an upgrade to the intersection at this location in the future. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, the intention, I think, was to have uh, a major upgrade, um, interest, uh, sorry, I'm forgetting what the right word is, interchange, I think, um, that would provide an upgrade to this intersection. Um, that has not happened, and no plans are currently finalized for the upgrade here. So Alberta Transportation does not 100% know exactly what the next stage for this intersection looks like today. So based on that, these lands are essentially in uh, suspension. Um, we have had discussions with the local AT office and they're aware that this creates some uh, restrictions for the town and that these lands don't contribute to our municipal tax base and they create limitations for the lands adjacent to them. So uh, the, really the, the main path forward is for the town to attempt to advocate for Alberta <coughs> Transportation to undertake this work. So we are hoping that Council uh, will direct administration to draft letters to the Minister of Transportation as well as our local member of the Legislative Assembly and the Transportation Critic to advocate for the prioritization of design and engineering work for future upgrades to this intersection. And that you will also direct administration to request meetings between Mayor and Council and the Minister of Transportation and our local member of the Legislative Assembly to advocate for that prioritization. And then ultimately that work would have to happen at the AT office before they would be willing to um, to, find, to approve any type of road closure that would allow us to move forward on the, the private development side of things. So I can take any questions the council might have. So basically <clears throat> the lands in question are somewhere closer to Highway 2 and that 78th Street compared to the, the actual property that these owners yeah. yeah on the the drawing that's provided you can see all of the private land that's adjacent to that intersection is highlighted in the green color greeny blue uh, but there's large areas of land that is part of the road some of it is actually functional road and then there's large areas that are they're not part of the actual road but they are still road right of way and right now there's potential um, but only if we can potentially close the road or that road right of way. Councilor, okay, Councilor Good, then Councilor Clark. Yes. So, if my understanding is correct, we're not asking for any, at this point, we're not asking them to free up land. We're asking them to hurry up with the, sort of put a push on their plans so we can, so they can, we can have a better idea rather than leaving it open for, for any number of options. And I think that has to be sort of understood that we're not asking them at this point to say free up this land for development. We're saying we'd like you to put sort of what you're going to do in the next 20 to 25 years and finalize that and then we can go forward with any other thing that comes. Am I correct on that? Yeah, the prior the ask is for them to prioritize design and engineering so that they are comfortable 
moving forward to potentially consider closing the and road right and away. maybe that they say we need this because our plans will use it or they can say no we've got some plans we can work around it or whatever yeah it would identify the land that would actually be available versus the land that they absolutely do need to continue okay. to maintain this road right away so thank you point we should make clear that they have a design in place but yeah. and they have no other reason to consider alternative designs unless somebody moves something forward so that's kind of the impetus for getting this down the over end yeah thank you councillor Carr. the picture in the upper right there that road has been abandoned in there has that has that like did we go through this process when they did that the sorry are you talking about north or south of the highway north north and in front of Tim Hortons and yeah. McDonald's. Yeah, so that road is, it's abandoned service road, but it's still part of the road right of way. So that's still road right of way, so it hasn't been part of a road closure. That was abandoning the, the service road itself, functionally and physically, is a different process from the road closure bylaw that we'd be looking for to create private land. Get them to give it up. They don't need it. So, uh, Mr. Sissons, we, we need to not have comments thus far. Glory. Thanks, though. Um, okay, and looking at the diagram, you can kind of see what maybe the plan was with whatever. Okay, so um, any further discussion, councillors? Would someone care to uh, move forward with uh, maybe the recommendation to uh, draft a letter to the Minister of Transportation and the local MLA and the transportation critic to advocate for the prioritization of the design and engineering work for future upgrades to the intersection of Highway 2 and 78. Someone here to move that. Councillor Shannon, thank you. Any further discussions on that motion? Okay, then all those in favor of that motion? Opposed? Okay. There was also a second re uh, request um, that uh, it men be directed to request meetings between the mayor and councillor and the Minister of Transportation as well as the local MLA to advocate for the prioritization of that design and engineering work for future upgrades to the intersection of the Highway 2 and 78. So this is to request a meeting. The first one was letters. Councillor Good. So lose. Uh, all those in favor of that motion? Opposed? Carried. Thank you, and thanks for bringing this to our attention, Ms. Mogan. Thank you. Okay, next one we have um, our communication coordinator, uh, Megan Bouchard, and request for decision on the proclamation of rural health and seniors weeks. This is going to seem somewhat of a repeat of uh, last council meeting, uh, but we have two new proclamations, uh, proclamation requests rather. Um, one is for the Rural Health Care Week, which is proposed for May 30th to June 3rd. And the second one is for Seniors Week, which would be June 6th to 12th. And both of these are regular requests that are made every year. And in the past, uh, council has approved them. Um, and our recommendation is that council uh, also approves both this year. Um, neither or none of the options have any financial implications. Um, the option one 
has the advantage uh, of being seen as supporting these causes if both are approved. Option two, to only approve one, is only one would be seen as championed by the council. And the third option is to decline both proclamations. Okay, any discussion? Would someone care to move us forward with um, the town declaring uh, Rural Healthcare Week from May 30th to June 3rd, proclaiming uh, Rural Healthcare Week, May 30th to June 3rd. Councillor Shannon, thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Opposed? Okay. Uh, would someone care to uh, move us forward uh, with the second motion about Seniors Week and its proclamation? Councillor Carr. Okay, so Councillor Carr moves that Council um, proclaim Seniors Week June 2nd through 12th. 6th through 12th. Thank you. All those in favor of that motion? Opposed? So carried. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Chart. Okay, our next one we have um, Director Bell, maybe not. Oh no, yep, Director Bell. Request for decision, Seniors Week invitations to Mayor and Council. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, Seniors Week is very popular this year. I think it's a making up for the last couple of years of not being able to host something of any uh, gathering or significance for our seniors in the community. Both the town and Points West are each hosting an event um, on Friday, June 10th and uh, Sunday, June 5th, or I guess June 5th and, and June 10th. The town has been invited to bring greetings at both events. Uh, designate of the of council, whether mayor or another member of council, as directed, um, to attend and bring greetings on behalf of the town of Peace River to each event. Thank you. Exciting times here. Okay, and I know community services does a lot of work for the uh, event at the Chateau Nova, and it's uh, well talked about and uh, appreciated. So, um, councillors, any discussion? Someone care to? Move forward with a motion on this on these matters. I think it could be one motion. Councillor Ford, um, do you want to word it? Yeah, that I'd move that council be enabled to attend the Seniors Week's events at the Chateau Nova and Points West Living and the Mayor and or designate uh, to bring greetings on behalf of the town for each event. Okay. Um, just a side conversation. I'm at another meeting in Grand Prairie that day, so it's Friday afternoon. Would somebody actually be available to attend these events? 1 p.m. Shelly, Councillor Shannon, please. Okay, so two of them. Okay, we have a motion in front of us. All those in favor of the motion? Opposed? It is carried. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. or Mrs. Bell. Okay, Director Webstale, Community Service Accounts Receivable Write-Offs. It's housekeeping time. This is something that's just kind of an outstanding item. It's been here for some time. Um, some of these are receivable. Some of them are key errors that are just glimmering in the system that haven't been cleaned up. It's about 14 years of just items. If you flip to the second page, you'll see 
some of the organizations, the dollar amounts, and the, the date of the invoice. And sometimes there was a due with invoice, and it wasn't cleaned out. Sometimes it wasn't receivable. Of particular note, there's a couple high dollar value ones, specifically to do with the stampeders, and then a lot of small dollar values, smaller items. Um, some of these are bankruptcies, I recognize by some of the customer ID names. And just a variety of reasons of now very old and essentially uncollectible items. The total of it is about $21,000. And we're coming to council this evening with some options that council would approve the rate off of $21,291 in uncollectible receivables. And the advantage is it simply cleans this up and it makes the monthly reconciliation a much easier process. And option two, that council not approve such a write-off, and we simply leave it in place and just leave it in place and continue to ignore it, I guess. So any questions on this item? So even though this, this amount is, I guess, it's significant, but it's not significant in the bigger picture, um, it still does make our um, accounts appear which would it be, that we had more income or less in the end? How does it work out? We were about the revenue at the time it would have occurred, and now we've got this accounts receivable, this asset account that's sitting on the books that essentially is overstated. We're not going to collect these amounts, but the asset, the receivables just look very healthy and they're overstated. So let's bring they're in. not really collectible receivables. Exactly, your worship. And um, the other thing I was noticing in the list with the dates and so on, uh, a great many of them are 2013 and before. So you kind of assume that um, either the business is no longer around or um, something has happened that since then the accounts are more up to date somehow? My guess is there probably was a good cleanup about that time frame of 2013, these are the ones that were probably left. There's probably expectation we need to follow up or there's yeah. there's a bit of hope held on that we'll see these dollar amounts. But after this length of time, I really don't see any of this coming into the town. I remember, um, I think the hockey, some of the hockey ones, there was major discussions around the 2013 um, mark about their status with respect to uh, carrying on business or not and what they owed couldn't pay and whether they could uh, get some forgiveness which I think just it didn't get forgotten it just got it's still on the list okay so counselors so uh, I kind of asked my questions um, Councillor Wojciech um, Terry I notice we have about two thousand uh, dollars owed for the schools Yes. Is, have we cleaned that up so that won't happen anymore? Or? I can speak to that too. So a lot of our school accounts that are noted here are, there's no backup. There's no detail of what the rental or the purpose was, or there's confusion. Somebody rented it individually, but then they didn't happen. So the invoice was made and now it's sitting there. So a lot of the school ones, they're all cleaned up. Everybody's up to date on their invoicing and have been for the last 10 years. But a lot of these are just um, dated. 
dangling pieces that have not been cleaned up that need to. So we can't take any of these two collections because outside of the school ones, we wouldn't take them to collections. There's either no actual signed rental agreement, so there's no documentation to take it to collections, or if there is, um, was a rental agreement at one time, there's a dispute about it, or the amounts were too small. So a lot of this is just uh, a lot of pieces that built up over 20 years sure. on yeah. some of them that should not have been left this long. We keep a running list. This is the list that we presented multiple times previous. And we did actually have a council that chose not to write off quite a number of these, hence why they're still there. And we're bringing them back in. <laughs> okay, any further discussion? Would someone care to uh, move us forward with a motion? Councillor Good, what would your motion be? Uh, my motion would be to proceed with Sir. the. My motion would be to proceed with the recommendation to write off. Okay, to write off twenty-one thousand two hundred ninety-one dollars in uncollectible community services receivables. That's correct. Thank you. All those in favor of that motion? Opposed? It is carried. Thank you for getting those before us. Okay, and our next item is, um, well, here's another one. Um, request for decision planning and development accounts receivable write-offs, Mr. Webstale. So you'll notice kind of a trend here. And what we're doing is trying to pick off individually the accounts receivables of each department and treat them as their own standalone. In our accounting system, we treat them as their own accounts receivable by community services, by planning development, so on and so forth. So this next list happens to be the bankruptcy file write-offs, and this is looked after by Vicki. And these are the ones, they sometimes stem from a variety of areas that bankruptcy took place, and they got moved into specifically her area for collections, and sometimes just due to timing, sometimes due to a very should I say, just a pretty bad bankruptcy. There was nothing to be collected, nothing was available. So what you have here is about $2,800 that was set up in the hope that there'd be some settlement of some sort from a bankruptcy of which none happened. And what you're seeing here is the balance remaining on our books. Um, some of them were individual bankruptcies, which have been redacted, and then you've got one customer, a local retail store here in Peace River and the amounts associated with that. And so our, our ask, our recommendation to council is to, much like the last one, just do the write-off, clean up the books, and we move forward. Any questions on this item? Does not look like there's any questions. Okay, would someone care to move us forward with a uh, motion? Councillor Ford, motion to... That council approved the write-off of $2,814 in uncollectible bankruptcy receivables. Thank you. Any further discussion? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Opposed? It is carried. 
Thank you again, Mr. Ramsdale and staff. Uh, now we have requests for a decision on public auction reserves. Mr. Ramsdale. So we are planning to have a tax auction July 11th of this summer. And as part of the process that we go through, we need to have a reserve bid set and approved. That will govern whether or not the individual legal land description lot will sell. So this is section 418 of the MGA. We must offer for sale the public auction any land shown on the tax reserve list. Section 419 must establish reserve selling price and it should be reasonably close to the market value of the parcels. So we've been in close consultation with our assessors, KCL out of St. Albert, working on these numbers. The reserve bids have been set. And so we bring them to council this evening for your approval of these reserve amounts for each of these individual lots. Any questions? So if someone realizes they're on this list and or their property is and they say oh but here's some money towards my taxes they have that kind of uh, process or there is a, a process in place the MJ is quite s concise on it they have to become current on the amount in arrears but not the current year so the money's in arrears they must be settled before we would remove it from the tax auction I do want to emphasize that if you've made it to the point that the land is on the public auction, you've fallen behind for a number of years and taxpayers have the opportunity to come in. If they wish to enter into a tax payment plan, the town will absolutely consider that. Generally speaking, when people or property owners have made it to this point, the, the ability to enter into a tax agreement plan isn't there. As some of these amounts are, they're significant. It's hard to come up with the amounts only. So it's very possible that some of these will be resolved before the date of the auction. If they come in, the rears are paid, absolutely. The, the property is taken off the tax auction listing, but I anticipate that many of these will make it to the auction. So um, the amounts we see here are sort of um, uh, appraised, assessed values. They're not, they're not saying what the unpaid taxes and so on were. That is correct, Your Worship. Okay. Okay. Um, other questions, Councillors? Councillor Boychuk? I was just kind of curious, as much as I'd like to see Tammy up there getting the crowd riled up, why we would use the CAO as an option here. sorts of sizzle for the auctioneering process. I think the MGA spells out the CAO and so I just we need the figurehead to, to represent us and it's my intent to be there to to be the man of white if you will and, and to assist in that process. So is this an auction like like the usual auctions or is it a paper exchange kind of auction? My intent is that it would be a live auction. It won't, we're not planning to have the chants, the cowboy hats, the full-blown deal. 
but it would be an auction by individual lot number. We'd ask if there's any offers. We'd take a bid, we'd see if there's any other opposing bid, see where it ends. And if the reserve is met, the property would sell. If the reserve is not met, the property does not sell. The town has the opportunity, not the obligation, to take ownership of the land. And that's something that we'll discuss in more detail as we get closer to the date of the auction. We'll maybe have an action plan by property, what we will consider doing. We really do not want to be in the landowning business. We would much rather they a, pay their taxes first or be another property owner, take possession of it and do something with the property. So further discussion would, uh, I guess we would have it with the in as to, is that the way it would work? Um, as to um, if there's some considerations with some items of the, this list, I don't know what the considerations might be, but whatever they are. If there's land here that has a value or purpose that the town is interested in pursuing, we have the ability to, to bid on it also. We will have to be transparent about and state that the town is now bidding on this property also and enter into the bidding at, at such time. I don't believe there's anything on the list that as of yet we've identified that we have an interest or desire to pursue. Okay, thank you. Um, Councillors, do you have some questions? Councillor Carr? Is this auction online or is it, how is that done? Our intent is to have it in person here at the town office. That's traditionally how it's been done. And full disclosure, these don't often get a lot of interest from the public. My intent would be to put this onto Facebook. We maybe go into a little more detail. We put the street address on here so that people could maybe more readily understand where it is, go look at the property in advance. And we will, again, on that Facebook, we will advertise sometime before the auction of people individual questions about it to absolutely refer them to me to answer as best we can of any links we're aware of, etc. So that people can make as informed of a decision as reasonably possible. So can you explain that last little part? If there's a lien on what on property A here or something? So some liens survive selling, some lapse with the selling. So our intent would be to make available the title search, to make available a copy of the section of the NGA so that people can view it and if they desire obtain legal counsel before bidding we don't do ourselves or the public any favors if, if we sell something and then there's a hidden issue with it. I, I, as much as we can become aware of, I think we ought to make aware to the potential bidders. I, I have seen um, other municipalities advertise um, this sort of thing in their local paper. And I believe our intent is, to, if you flip ahead a page or two, you'll see it's Silver Gazette, it's been advertised there. I believe it's going to be in the Record Gazette, and it will be on our webpage. And I think that we'd like to also get it onto Facebook as we get closer to the date, just to raise awareness of the event. Newsletter with water bills? We could absolutely look at every 
option available to us and the newsletter would be a viable thing to advertise in. Uh, I don't think the town has had one of these for many, many years. Yes. So, um, so, okay, so any further questions? Uh, Councillor Boycha? Is this going to be a, an online auction as well? I hadn't intended to. I really don't have the technology to do it. Historically, municipalities are very low-key on these options, auctions, often held in the chambers or in the boardroom. And like I say, they're poorly attended for the most part. The reserve bids are often not screaming deals by any means. So in many cases, no property or few properties are sold, which is one of the challenges. That's why after certain or during after certain part of things there would be a big discussion about what the town wants of these properties if they do want any and sort of next steps. Councillor Good? Well, I think that's because as stated in here there's there's a responsibility of the municipality to get a reasonable amount of money for the property on behalf of the person who's indebted. And it's not that we have no responsibility to the defaulter, for example. We do have a responsibility to generate enough to cover their tax bill, to cover the rest of it, and if possible, they can get returned a certain amount, if I'm, if I'm correct. That's so it's not, and I think that's something that has to be recognized, is that more than one responsibility here, and one of it is to the person who owned the property to treat that fairly. Absolutely, Councillor Good. Often what will happen in my experience is once it gets to the stage, everybody that has an interest in this property has been notified by letter that it's going to auction. What we find is that letter attracts the interest of the lenders, particularly that of the banks, and they step in at that point and magically the amount gets paid and the bank makes a difficult decision. It will be listed for sale, it will be sold, and they are a more motivated seller than we are as a municipality. They have more leeway. Yes. Um, further questions? Okay, so um, what we're being asked to possibly do is put forward a motion to set the reserve bids for the 2022 assessed values of these properties in the table as listed and um, the, either the chief administration officer or the acting CAO will be appointed as an auctioneer. And as was indicated, this is not part of the motion, but the MGA basically lays out how this has to happen. So, okay, would someone care to put forward a motion to this issue? So moved. Councillor Ford, thank you. Okay, Ms. McQuaig, you got the motion? I do, Your Worship. I've actually uh, pre-populated and the list of properties and respective reserve prices will appear in the minutes for the record. Great, thank you. Any further discussion, councillors? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Opposed? It is carried. Thank you, Mr. Websdale, for you and your staff's work on that item. 
The next one we have is perhaps a much, much simpler one, library board appointments, and we have Director Dell to speak to this. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, the Peace River Library, the Municipal Library Board is requesting appointment of a new board member. As per the Library Board bylaw, they've had uh, some vacancies in their board positions. They've received an application by a Priscilla Lalonde, and the board has reviewed her application and has made recommendation to Town Council to appoint her as a public member at large to the library board. Thank you. Uh, councilors, any questions? Someone here to move forward with a motion for this item. Uh, Councilor Boychuk, your motion is? As a board member to the library board. Good. Um, yes, for a three year term. For a three year term. Very good. Okay. Um, any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Opposed? It is carried. Thank you. Okay, then we have the item that was added. A briefing note with respect to um, tenure power contract with municipalities and Mr. Websdale. Up again. budgeting 
a little easier for us without the uncertainty of variable rates. So the, the biggest change would be it would be a 10-year contract instead of a four or five-year, which has been the norm in the past. Any questions, feedback on this idea? So in the past, at the four or five-year rate, um, we've usually signed for a fixed rate for that term? That is correct. Well, we don't know that we're getting solar on our roofs that will eliminate the whole issue or a wind tower someplace. So we're bound to have electricity for the usual sources or from the usual sources for some time, I would guess. It's a bit of a guess, but who knows. So counselors, what do you think? So they've offered us a 10 year, they haven't, they've said to you, Peace River, uh, 10 years, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about five years anymore. We're talking about 10. That's correct, Your Worship. It's an interesting market. We've seen a lot of solar and wind come on the market. The handwriting on the wall is very clear on carbon pricing, and coal is rapidly being shut down. So you're seeing a lot of conversions to natural gas. But the story that isn't talked about as much is just the amount of alternative energy that's coming on stream in Alberta. Driven in large part because of the carbon tax, we can quantify it. We know what it is going forward. The Liberals have been quite clear in it. And so that's driving a lot of development. And then there'll be periods where we have a fair bit of it available. AM's read on the market is that this summer will be a good time to enter into a long-term contract. And so they've come to us and said, we need to know your interest, yes or no. Can we represent you as we go out to market on this one? Again, it wouldn't begin until January of 24. We're in a contract until that time. But they're wanting to enter into that long-term, and they're planning for the future. And if we said, no, sorry, we're not interested, then where are we at? So we're still in our contracted rates to the end of 23. And then we would have to either see what AM has available for us at that time or go to another vendor to purchase our electricity. Historically, when we sat, in, sat down with Andrew from AM, he pointed out to us and quite correctly, he said, here's what you have locked in your previous two terms. Here's where the market went during those terms. And we definitely came out ahead by entering into the fixed term agreements with them. Again, AM buys a significant amount of electricity. I don't know the exact number, but if they're buying it for 100 communities, hypothetically across the province, we become a major consumer of electricity. And the generators and the third parties very much like this. It gives a lot of confidence to the generators. They've locked in a known selling price. Counselors, some questions, comments? If not, would someone care to uh, move us forward with a motion or or not? Counselor Good? I'd be happy. I'd be happy to move the recommendation to enter into a 10-year contract with Alberta municipalities for the provision of electricity. I think that's pretty level for a motion. I think so. Council, at this point, I think we could just accept for information because it's just a, they're looking for our commitment by the end of May 
to then go out and seek. So I, we don't necessarily need a formal motion of council to enter into that. But our commitment, I guess my, my, my feeling is, is our commitment is our commitment. One is, if we don't have a motion, we're not committed. We're just saying, yeah, we'll probably do it. Um, that's just my feeling. That that would, yeah. no, I mean, I'll go with whatever recommendation comes from administration, but if you're asking for, if someone's asking for our commitment, I think we should be clear in our commitment. Yeah, administration would just proceed um, with the commitment, but if council wants to make a motion to direct that also, it just, maybe we'll make the motion, we'll make the motion <laughs> and then it's, it's clear what our intent was. Yeah. Please, Councillor, that would be lovely. I would, as, as moved. So, Ms. McQuaid, you've got the motion. Do you want to read it back just in case? Councillor Good moves that the town of Peace River into a, enter into a 10-year contract with Alberta municipalities for the provision of electricity. Okay, and does it have to have any dates on it or? Prior for the fiscal year 2023 to 30, 2024. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 2023. Beginning of January of 2024 for a period of 10 years. So to 2034. I'll accept that as a friendly amendment. Okay. Thank you. Okay, are we clear on the motion and its intent? All those in favor of the motion? Opposed? Thank you. Thank you for bringing that forward. Okay, now we have some reports, and the first one I see is the minutes of April 19th, 2022, Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee. And I think Mr. Boychuk attended that one. I did not, but is that something else? I'm looking at the library board here for some reason. I need to get myself to the right one. Sorry, I, I attended that one, yeah. So I can say that, uh, again, uh, much discussion about the powwow, the need for uh, support, both um, uh, people to volunteer on the days of, and there is now a form online that somebody could sign up for. Um, notice that the storyboards, the last two remaining ones at the flag area, they are, um, in process right now. I believe uh, we have the final approval from the elders to um, as to the wording. And the ones down at St. Augustine Mission, I think those are moving along as well. I think um, the museum director was looking for uh, somebody to install posts and that whole thing. Uh, the other um, thing of note here, whether we realized it or not, um, uh, Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee has been um, a research project of a uh, Dr. Judy Gillespie and Dr. Jason Elbert and uh, helper Kelsey Alexandria, and basically they uh, wanted to know how the agents or how the committee came into being, what its purpose was, basically how it worked, and so it's been written up as a uh, study and uh, she's getting to the point of uh, publication. She um, 
had major contact with Dennis Whitford and um, um, Jordan Broadhead, who is um, now one of the co-chairs. Anyways, um, it was quite interesting, and her take on it was also interesting, but it was kind of interesting that they picked Peace River because I guess we're unique. Anyways, the other thing I wanted to mention is that if you have your calendars, remember June 29th, um, there is a blanket exercise at the Peace River Library. I think it starts at 6 o'clock and goes to 8 o'clock. So if you put that down, and um, it is definitely a very worthwhile activity, um, basically dealing with um, issues around residential schools and um, people that went there and their families following. Any questions on that one? Okay, we'll wait until the end and then maybe accept both reports. So the next one was North Peace Housings, and um, Deputy Mayor is not here to speak to this, but uh, I read through it, and um, it looks like their percents of occupancy are about the same as per usual, but I noted that they have their strategic plan for 2022 to 2027. It was an interesting read, and um, I, I kind of like the way they laid out their mission, vision, and um, values. Their um, goals and objectives seem fairly straightforward and easy to understand. So um, I think they had a, a retreat of some sort to uh, come up with this. And uh, so I think I'm okay to them. It's uh, good, and it's good that they sent it out to the municipalities involved so that uh, we can all have a read of it. Any uh, questions, discussion with respect to that report or the previous one? If not, would someone care to move the acceptance of the Section 9 reports 1 and 2? Uh, Councillor Boychuk, uh, all those in favour? Carried. Thank you. Okay, then we have some information items. Um, County of Northern Sunrise has uh, invited us to their uh, celebration of Canada Day, which uh, this year they're doing it on June 22nd. Uh, their feeling is that July 1, there's enough other activities going on, so they have their special occasion on June 22nd. And it looks like it's a full meal deal at uh, Cecil Thompson Park. Popcorn is available, as well as a barbecue. So um, sometimes council is enabled to attend these events. I don't know uh, what your feeling is on that one, counselors. It's from 4 to 8 p.m. on the June 22nd. Anybody wants to put forth a motion? Now would be the time. Otherwise, it's left. Councilor Shannon? Can we not just go and not be enabled? Or how do you? Usually, uh, sometimes you're there and you're there as a counselor because you're there sort of thing. So. Either way, okay. Um, we could also invite them to our July one event. I don't know that we've done that. Um, I guess it should be clear whether or not they're expected to um, bring greetings to that event, and I'm sure they're okay with it either way. It's just we should know what we're asking of them. Any thoughts on that one? Are you talking about the Northern Sunrise County? Should we invite them to uh, Peace Server's July 1 event? I would say yes. I would say yes. 
would we want them to give a speech? Not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, then why don't we do a, have a, uh, I'll make a motion then to invite them to our, to our July 1st celebration. Okay. Um, Councillor Good has made motion. All those in favor of that motion? Question. Yes. Has our July for Canada Day event been planned yet, or? or, or? It's in progress. Okay. So, Director Bell, do you want to speak to the ideas? It's at the park, I believe. Uh, yes. And many activities would be going on there. Not sure about food, but usually July one for Peace River starts over at the museum with um, uh, flag raising and that sort of thing. I do. But I don't know. Yeah, this year they are changing that piece up a bit by having the flag raising at the uh, monument mm -hmm. next to the Park. 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 Yeah. So more details will come to council probably at the GMP or the fall. Uh, well, the GMP meeting uh, on June sixth, and I'll be able to speak to it in much more depth and knowledge. <laughs> Good. Well, you got uh, the summer games to get through first, I would think. <laughs> Okay, so we've got that, uh, and we voted on that motion, I think, yes? No. Didn't we? No, because I interrupted with the question. Okay, all those in favor of the motion to uh, invite Northern Sunrise to our July 1 celebration. Opposed, it is carried. Thank you. Okay, now we have a letter from Coldale with respect to the Utilities Commission cost of utilities, and this is sort of a repeat of um, one we have had in the past, I believe. Right. And something I'm missing here. I skipped one, pardon me. Number two, Alberta Municipalities Advocacy Update on Taxation of Intermunicipal Agreements. So um, as many of you know, um, our town was taken to tax uh, to task by the CRA with respect to GST charges on um, basically things like the intermunicipal um, agreements of various sorts. Uh, they charged us $600,000 we had to pay up and had been spent uh, many, many hours uh, with uh, CRA, with Alberta municipalities. Um, our town put forward a resolution to Alberta municipalities and did we put one forth to our um, Federal Federation of Canadian Municipalities, FCM, we put that forward as well. Yes. So, Ms. McQuaid, maybe you could take it from here and tell us how this all worked its way. Well, the upshot is that after uh, two years, the Revenue Canada uh, did accept our case that we should not have been taxed. Unfortunately, while the resolution was in our favor, it still left open the question of when tax will be assessed on intermunicipal agreements and how. Uh, Alberta municipalities is quite correct when they note that at the present, it's still left largely up to the individual auditors how they interpret it. And there's a lack of clarity. And prior to the pandemic, they had started some discussions with the federal government in terms of clarifying that or updating the regulation to reflect that. But 
like many things, it got stalled as a result of COVID. So they're keeping this item open and they want to continue to advocate to get that clarity that municipalities have indicated they want in terms of uh, when do we tax on these agreements and not. Because as a class, intermunicipal agreements are fundamentally public purpose agreements. And there needs to be some kind of recognition for that, either if in a blanket policy or some other change of the regulation. So Alberta municipalities and RMA are going to continue to advocate on that. Our part in this is done, but hopefully there will be clarity for everybody going forward. So basically, if we were to have a new agreement with a municipality, um, we would be charging GST. That part is the limbo part. Possibly. That's the part is yeah. when, which item. It could be item by item, it could be line by line. It could be a question of having the right language. Nobody knows what's going to trigger the auditor to say, yep, that is. Over the course of our appeal, they changed what they were looking for. For the first two things, they wanted certain kinds of information. When we provided that, they turned around and said, well, no, we want you to do this instead. So it seems very clear that even they're not quite sure what they're looking at. Which makes for a lot of admin time, and it definitely isn't uh, reducing red tape, shall we say. So the sooner they would uh, make some sort of uh, practical decision, the better for us and all sorts of municipalities who've inquired as to uh, where this went and so on. So thank you, uh, Ms. McQuaig and the rest of staff who uh, dealt with that over uh, at least a year, I think. Okay, so now we're on to the Coaldale, Coaldale Utilities Commission. Uh, here again, they are writing to the Alberta Utilities Commission, um, indicating that uh, utility costs are rising and shouldn't be, basically. Uh, we have an email regarding the proposed bail hearing pilot site for Peace River. Mr. Ford, do you know about, that's not your thing. Okay, so this um, letter, it's from, um, well, I guess it's from David LeBlanc. Peace River RCMP Community Advisory Committee, and he has sent it to um, the committee, sent it to the Premier, Minister Chandro, um, ADM Marlon DeGrand, is he RCMP person maybe? Um, Reeve Kalvaba, myself, and the MLA and the MP. And basically, um, they are asking for, uh, as I read it, um, more um, uh, assistance within Peace River Town and to deal with bail hearings. That's what I got out of it. Anybody get something else out of it? So they're trying to indicate that the bail hearing process should not be a delay in the court system and therefore let us be a pilot with resources and maybe we can uh, help them step through that. That's what I got. Okay, and the last one is a letter from Mondaire regarding the proposed uh, Provincial Police Service and fine revenue. And this goes along with several of the others that we have received, uh, basically indicating they're not in support of a Provincial Police Service and um, question about the fine revenue. Okay, um, would someone care to move for information, uh, information items one 
Um, it would be right. a two-year worship. We have a resolution on item one. Oh, okay. So items two through five? Yep. Okay. Someone care to move information as acceptance for information on section 10 information items two through five? Who hasn't made a motion in a while? Councilor Shannon? Sure. Okay, thank you. All those in favor of that motion? Great. Do we have any notices of motion? No? Time for worship. Okay, good. Okay, so now we're at section 12, comments from the public. And as has been mentioned, comments from the public at this meeting are to do with items on the agenda. So Mr. Sissons, you're, you're in here and... Mr. Sissons, we ask that you be uh, concise and have about uh, two to five minutes. I'll do my best. Uh, it would have been helpful. Uh, the process has to go like this, so I'm kind of coming in after the fact on some of this stuff at the end, but I think it's all germane to tonight's meeting. Well, I'd like to start with saying that uh, in conjunction with uh, the healing that's going on for our native community with residential schools and all that business that their participation in our town is paramount in importance to our economic well-being and I would suggest that as a gesture to council to recognize that uh, that was very traumatic for our Native brothers and sisters. Uh, an unusual request perhaps that perhaps we have a medicine ceremony that uh, council might entertain having chambers blessed um, to uh, the spirit uh, that I'm trying to suggest here is help with the reconciliation and show that Peace River Town Council is aware of the pain that our Native brothers went through and to maybe for the first time ever approach the right set of elders to have a, a, a native ceremony and bless council chambers. Perhaps that's something that council would like to entertain. In regards to the tenure power, uh, is there any other providers that if we could start uh, seeing who else might be able to sell power and work one against the other, maybe get a better rate because I only heard the municipality uh, offer to take power for those for 10 years. Is there any other providers that might be willing to sell the town power? Uh, have we looked at uh, any alternatives to perhaps get a better price would be my comment on that. Um, in conjunction with the land sales, uh, could the town perhaps entertain uh, to make a more interest to generate a, a better income? As Councillor Good suggested, we have a responsibility uh, to try and do right by the people that are in arrears to a certain degree, was my understanding. Perhaps a, a map so that uh, public interest uh, rather than having to look up individual parcels and to, to generate more interest in the auction and perhaps then uh, better prices with more people attending. Uh, something that clarifies where these parcels exactly are uh, 
um, otherwise myself, the, the minutiae would be I'd have to look up every individual parcel myself and see where it was located and that's entirely possible and if it's not too much work for, for staff perhaps a map could be generated that shows where all these parcels are to make it easier for people to help maybe generate more interest would be uh, perhaps germane to that process. Um, these things, my last item, I think I'm within my five minutes. The first time I presented these, I was in a hurry and I realized that they were not to a high enough standard. They were kind of tarnished. So what I did is I went home and I first machine polished them and then I hand polished them myself. So you will now see that they're much more presentable and I don't like the, the white plastic that's on that side. It's not color matched and I think it cheapens the look of the chambers. And I think these would be much more appropriate uh, and match what's already there. That's, and this is now to the same standard so that the uh, outlets, rather than the cheap white plastic, I suggest that the chrome, it'll all be chrome in that section and these are now an appropriate uh, better solution to uh, that's kind of I think these are just speak to themselves they're a much better uh, item and they're now polished to the same standard as what's there I think the other pieces of cheap and how council chamber looks and I'd like to re uh, submit these to perhaps have you guys consider to put them on those two particular uh, electrical sockets where the majority of the plug-in is taking place for the uh, media outlets and the big screen. I think that's why they were broken in the first place. And I just think this would be a better choice than those cheap white plastic ones. To, uh, so th thank you, Mr. Sissons. Uh, for the public out there, uh, Mr. Sissons has brought uh, two um, plug-in covers made out of metal as opposed to the plastic ones that uh, council has covering a couple of the plugins. Well, the first time I submitted them, they weren't uh, up to possibly <laughs> as good a standard as they are now. And I would like to uh, make sure that the standard for council chambers is maintained to a higher level than just cheap plastic, if that's possible. I checked with my son, he's a journeyman electrician, and we checked all the relevant uh, legislation, and there's metal ones right beside, so these, these will pass code, and uh, I'd like to, make sure that the standard for our council chamber stays at a certain level. Thank you for, thank you for noting that and um, we'll see what we can do with the, the plugins. Thank you very much and uh, thank you for your comments. Thank you for uh, listening to my comments. I appreciate council's time and I hope I didn't take too much of it up. They were, they were on topic so that's good, good for us too. And you've had some ideas that we'll see what we can take forth. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the next session, our next section, we have key communication items. Uh, Ms. Bouchard, would you care to uh, tell us your thoughts on those? Am I not getting the mic? I will keep this brief. So the key communication items to me are all bylaws uh, proposed uh, this evening, as well as all un uh, new business items. 
with particular interest to um, the request for decision regarding Highway 2 and uh, 78th Street, um, as well as the proclamations, the library board appointment, and the public auction reserves. And I'm open to any suggestions from council. Thank you. I think you have quite the list. Councilors, anything further to suggest? So Ms. Bouchard, um, what happens with these suggestions? So I create a council highlights post on our website and then I share it to um, both our Twitter and our Facebook. So it uh, gets hopefully seen by some, but it, it is up there with uh, all the motions that were carried as well as the audio uh, that's listed on the page. Great. Well, thank you. Councillor Shannon, are we on Instagram? We are, yes. Just curious. Any other comments for Ms. Bouchard? Well, thank you, and thank you for the highlights, too. Okay, I think we are now ready to go into closed session. Are councillors um, okay to go directly there, or do you want to have a break? Like a half hour, 45 minute break. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes, sorry. Um, okay, if uh, someone would care to uh, make a motion that tells us what we might be doing here, uh, Councillor Ford. Motion to go in camera. Uh, one moment, Madam Mayor. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Mr. Sissons will be leaving as we go into the closed session. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. Yes, Your Worship. Your Worship, I just need one minute to run to the printer and grab items for the in-camera. Okay, so uh, let's hold the thought right now. Everybody's got a one-minute break, and Mr. Ford will be making a motion here. <laughs> 